1: So we are keeping these promos up. Because it was the finals of the Owen Heart Cup tournament, so we went through every single competitor as they talked to the camera, much like I'm doing now, going, oh, I am definitely going to win. Now, one, this meant that somebody was lying to us. And two, when we got to Ricky Starks, he was tying up his boots. So what, the cameraman just ran in and went, talk, Ricky, talk. That doesn't seem very nice. Also, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Collision. That's it. There's your intro. Don't know what else you want me to say. My name's Simon Miller. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. And sometimes I cry into my bed at night. That's not true. I don't know, why, don't know why I said it. Let's up those downs. I am going to be an absolute a-hole to begin this, though, because I'm taking over the show. Because there were so many signs in Calgary, I couldn't quite believe it. We had Simon give me enough. We had Justice for Barry Barricade, because nobody cares about Bazaar. And we even had 2 plus 2 equals potato. Do you know how much this blows my mind? A lot. It's also a very weird show. (laughs) Where did 2 plus 2 equals potato even come from? But again, thank you from the bottom of my tootsie toes. Gave you a bow for some reason. Forget all of that though, because my word. I'm sure if anybody had told you that FTR and Bullet Club Gold were going to go close to an hour in their AEW Tag Team title match, we all would have thought, well, that makes sense. They can go to a draw and then we can do it again. But we didn't. And instead, they went like 57 minutes and may have just had... The best tag team match I've ever seen on free TV. Like a lot of that may be recency bias, but it was so flipping good. I also think it did a wonderful job in underlying that Dynamite and Collision are going to be different shows. And that's so important. I mean, there is an abundance of wrestling on our television sets right now. So of course you want everything to be different. Nobody just wants vanilla ice cream every day. Actually, isn't true. I would definitely eat vanilla ice cream every single day. We started out usual in the sense it was Jay White versus Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler versus Juice Robinson. Where after a few minutes they were like, right, we've done the slow bit. Let's hit the go button. So we got tags, we got Mortal Kombat combos, and we got a bunch of near falls. Because of course, the earlier you go one nothing up, given this was a two out of three falls, the more advantages you're going to have. Eventually, though, it just disintegrated into a chop battle, though. Because to this, that's the kind of thing you want in your life slap noises. Juice soon sent bags into rate of the ring post which is not what you want when you're trying to protect your head Well, we moved into the DVDs and the DDTs. I was like, ah, oh, sweet. It's like Sesame Street wrestling abbreviation time. Jay also hit a German suplex so Hardwood just lariated his head off. I was like, man, just gonna get good. It did feel like around about this time the first fall was coming and yes, because Bullet Club Gold were able to get out of the shatter machine, Juice hit his big old punch when Jay teleported in. He hit the Blade Runner and they scored the three. So now it was like, what is FTR going to do? They're fighting off the back. Bullet Club then focused on Dax's arm for a while, because you've only got one limb, you're not going to do very well. And when Cash tagged in, do you know what White chose to do? He raked at his face. So what was he trying to achieve here? Ripping off his skin? That's a very 80s move. And as I always tell you, bring back the 80s moves. It was just so good from here until we eventually got to the Dax Hartwood hot. Hack, and you know what he did, he just went totally wild and he hit a bunch of German suplexes. That is de Barnhart. He was smashed this brain buster for amazing near fall and by this point the fans were going crazy and FTR even hit the redneck boogie, which was a wink and a nudge, to the briscoes. So this had everything, they took a motion and they stuck it in your face. Juice was then re-inducinated, they <laughs> shouldn't have said it, so he went for a splash but that didn't work and around this time FTR decided, man, we gotta balance the books, they hit the shatter machine, they did get the three and now they were one-to-one but if you can believe it they still were only just getting started the tag klaxon and heart then went off because everybody was fighting and when dax went to give jay white power on the floor he kind of wiggles his hips a bit and instead they just went flying over barry barricade then they were fighting in the crowd i was like this thing is nuts and we even played this really big because doctors were out going please somebody stop the match which is when Jay White basically got thrown onto a concrete floor. I was like, well, we don't need doctors, he's dead. It also led to a cool count-out tease, which absolutely could have been the finish, when Jay White was like, ah, oh, yeah, we're in Calgary right now. So he warmed up the band, Shaw Michaels, and when he went for the kick that is super, instead he changed his mind, and he locked in the sharpshooter. You can just imagine the reaction. I would call this perfect. This is when we got the 55-minute call, which was meant to trick you, and all of a sudden, FTR had dual sharpshooters on. And this was even better because it happened when Jade was going to go for the Blade Runner. So it was proper wrestling tennis. You just did not know which way they were going to go. And everybody was so knackered, they basically collapsed on the floor. As once again, the crowd was like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And because they were exhausted, eventually Dax looked at Juice. Juice looked at Dax, realized there was no more OJ. Harwood locked in the sharpshooter. Robinson tapped out. But I tell you this, nobody lost here. Absolutely nobody. Because it was so damn good, as I've already told you. I just put my hand on my hip, stared off into the distance and went, that'll do, pig. That'll do. When there is an amazing wrestling match on tv i quote the movie babe absolutely have to find time to watch it tag team wrestling is just on fire right now remember all those people that were like oh man jay white is being buried at aew even if that was the case which it's not he is a top-tier wrestler as is everybody in this thing they just proved it to you to the point it doesn't just get an up it gets the golden up cash and tags also wanted to shake hands afterward because they are good people so jay white went oh. And he spat at them. I was like, he's tremendous, isn't he? What a tremendous hill. And also a disgusting human being.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Can me do a quick video for blood and guts, because that is happening this Wednesday on Dynamite. And where did that come from? Well, we had another high stakes match, the final of the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament, Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho. It has been such a good year for both these guys too, because Ruby has totally re-found herself as a heel. And Willow has basically used 2023 to go, oh, by the way, I'm tremendous. So they got in there they absolutely killed it. we were now outcasts at ringside, which was interesting. I suppose they were shouting out all of the baby's mamas. And we began with Willow Power, because, you know, she's all strength. She also hit all the suplexes when it turned out Soho must have been playing the Arkham games. Because when Nightingale charged at her, she just dodged and got out the way. And if you've never played those games, that's basically how every boss fight goes. She also started working over Willow's midsection, because if you can't breathe, you'll be in massive trouble. When Nightingale hit it in Sigori. Once again, I was like, man, they had such a tall task to follow that opener, but they doing a real good job. Soho was soon going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But very smartly, Willow must have been working on her cradle defense. And right after that, she put Soho in the Boston Crab. This was a terrible idea because Ruby climbed over to the corner and she grabbed the can of spray paint. Uh-oh. Instead of using it, though, she went all oh, Eddie Guerrero like, well, referee, referee, she tries to use that spray. She only uses as a distraction because then she too was raking at Willow Nightingale's face. So all wrestlers need to do this now. It makes me laugh. It also allowed her to hit no future for the 1-2-R kickout. And this is when I realized I actually don't know who's going to win. Wrestling's magic sauce. Ruby then decided she was going to use the spray bait camp. Instead, Willow pounced her. She just lobbed the thing into the crowd, which made me chuckle. When she hit the babe with a powerbomb and she got the one, two, three. So isn't this nice? If Ruby Soho hadn't been such a bad guy, she probably would have won. But she was a bad guy. She got caught. One, two, three. Willow Nightingale is your champion, which makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum because she's just got so much positive energy. So I really do hope that we use this to push Willow Nightingale to the moon. And props to Ruby Soho as well. Who is just like i say having a tremendous 2023 this is also getting it up they tried trying to sort out the qtv situation because qt marshall and harley cameron went to see powerhouse hobbs and they were like look do you think we would have screwed you over on purpose of course not now william seemed to accept this hopefully he turns on them whips their ass we can move on they got an absolutely out of nowhere match because the house of black were in action It wasn't even a trio. Because instead, Artemis Spencer and Randy Myers were trying to take on Malachi Black and Brody King. And you already know how this goes. Hobber like men. We can't even believe we have to look at you. So now you must die. For some reason, Andrade just ran out during this. I suppose because he wanted to get his mask back. So Malachi looked and went, you loser. You can't get here because security have cut you off. When it hit the Black Mass, uno, dos, tres. I will say we must have put that here to break up the Owen Hart Cup tournament, but also it was super duper smart because you want to keep these guys on TV. One of the best things about Collision is that we can keep these stories going. So even though this went five minutes, you were like, oh my gosh, Andrade hates the House of Black. And also he's in desperate need of two friends. I'll be your friend, Andrade. And I was like, nope, I don't want to get in the ring with that Brody King. He would kill me. And talking about King as well at the end of this he grabbed one of these schlubs and he just threw him into barry barricade and he did this so quickly even the cameraman missed it to so bring it down justice for barry counter 87 13 assaults to go until we have barry's funeral which did indeed bring us to our main event and the finals of the men's owen Hart cup tournament i thought this was just sublime because not only did we tie it into a story but we also did a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, what's coming next? And I totally assumed that CM Punk would beat Ricky Starks, but it turned out I was wrong. And also this Punk man, love him or hate him, which actually ties into my point. When he walked out here, he just gets so much noise. You can't deny it, he feels like a star. It meant this whole match had an absolute electricity to it. And at first Punk was using his experience to take over Ricky. And at one point he even did the GTS pose. Starks was mad, as you would be. Starks then didn't indeed dodge a charge that he too has been playing these Batman games. As the announcers told us, ah, oh, whoever wins this, the trophy will be presented by none other than and Liger. I was like, well, that's kind of random, but that ties in too. This is also when Punk booted Ricky right in the head, and I was like, yeah, that will probably do it. When, of course, he hit the second rope elbow drop, which was a testament to Bret Hart. Just don't forget where we were. He also did the Russian leg sweep, which is also a hitman staple. But it's also a 1980s move. why I keep telling you, bring them all back. Ricky soon hit a DDT, but then he went for an elbow drop. And CM Punk was like, no, I'm not into that. So he got out of the way. Went from nowhere, bam, he hit the Pepsi twist. One, two, kick out. When they both collided with cross bodies. Good wrestling. It led to them smashing each other in the face. And when Punk got bored of that, he hit a pile driver and he went for the GTS. But Ricky Starks got out of that. He nailed the spear. And at the last second, CM Punk went to the outside. And Rick was like, well, great. Now I have to come and get you. Instead, Punk landed a hurricanrana, which is always impressive for someone that's over 40, when they moved right into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment battle. Because somebody wanted to win with a surprise roll-up, which they did. You won't believe it. Because as soon as Ricky realized he may not be getting the better of this, he was able to reverse the pressure. And as soon as the referee got to two, he held the ropes, which meant he cheated, but he did get the win. Ooh, the There's also footage out there as well when he did get the trophy from Jushin Liger, and he just snatched it from him and ran away. So I think we may be turning Ricky Stark's heel here. Or at least do something interesting with him, and that's all you need. This could really light a fire under his ass. He's also just won the Owen Hart Cup tournament, which he should sing about until the end of time. And let's not also forget, he beat CM Punk. This gets a massive round of applause. It was a mini cliffhanger in many ways, and now I want to see what's going to happen. Giving an it up. And of course, because we did cut straight to Battle of the Belts 4 or 72, whatever it is after this, we should recap it too. It started off with Orange Cassidy versus Lance Archer for the international title. Now, of course, the story here is that Orange is doing way too many fights and is totally murked. But the finish was really good because both were fighting on the ring apron and essentially the referee got to nine. So Orange Cassidy was like, all right, he hit the big punch. Lance fell to the floor, which meant he got carried out. AEW never does that. It also proved that once again, Orange Cassidy only got by because of the skin of his teeth. It getting it up. Tony Storm then beat Tyre Valkyrie and we do have to throw her down in here because as everybody kept saying, why has Tyre got a title shot for the Women's Championship even though she loses constantly? And I thought about this and I was like, yeah, it's a very good point. Also, I can't give out any more ups and downs because very sadly there was a weather problem and the television went out, so I wasn't able to see it. Now, look, I'm sure it was absolutely badass because Tony Storm rocks and Tyre Valkyrie rocks, but I'm like a professional wrestling referee. If I don't see it, I can't call it. Which did bring us to our main event, which was Sean Spears taking on Looptasaurus for the TNT title. And while this one too was a little bit random... We're in Canada. Sean Spears is Canadian, so it worked. Of course, Christian cast a distraction at the end of this. So Luchasaurus could just smash Spears in the back of the head and get the one, two, three. But the real joy is that Cage got the belt after this and was like, yeah, I won. He genuinely thinks he is the TNT champ. And that's funny, especially because soon he is going to be eaten by a dinosaur. Which brought us to the end of an absolutely manic three hours of AEW TV. But I did have a good old time. So it is getting an up. Once again, if you're doing nothing else today, go and watch that flubbing tag team match. Also, please do like the video, share the video and subscribe and leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about all of these matches. And look, ups and downs for Smackdown is on the screen right now. I think you should watch that too. Also, please do go to whatculture.com where we should keep you up to date with all the latest wrestling news and follow us on social media at Simon316 and to WWE. Take care of yourself. And if you are watching this on Monday, Slammiversary Ups and Downs will be live later. So I've watched like seven hours of wrestling today. What a stupid job I have. Take care. See you soon.